Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Ain't got time to shower, so I just dry off. Wish that AC unit hadn't fallen through the drywall. Get dressed and put my backpack on, I head into work. But not before I'm stuffing inside a couple of shirts. About to spend the next few months totally wet. Cause it's wake up, sit down, stand up, sweating. Ah, oh, come on, man. I can't find my favorite shades. My favorite pair of shades are gone. My second favorite pair are also gone. Are there even any more pairs of sunglasses left anywhere in my home? No. Hang on a sec. I think I might have maybe even left another pair in my car. Let me go check. No pills are gone too. What the heck? Now I'm losing all kinds of self-respect. I'm 30, how could I lose, break and forget? Every pair of sunglasses I'd have possessed. Now despite how nice it is, I'm having a crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again to be coming to you live from the Bad Medicine Studios, sponsored by the Ford F-150 Raptor, BF Goodwrench All-Terrain TA Tires, and Jim Beam Smooth Drinking Kentucky Bourbon. We are on the 13th floor on the shores of the nation's largest inland freshwater lake overlooking the beautifully scenic Fox Valley of Wisconsin. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one, and you found it. This is the Bad Medicine Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some special guests today. You might have seen them on NBC, Bring the Funny. They are the awesome music group of comedy hip-hop, the handsome Naked What's up, gentlemen? <laughs> thanks for coming on. We very much appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Sorry we tried sending the credentials in the mail so that you could come to the studios, but I guess they got lost. <laughs> yeah, I know you had 
plane tickets and then bus tickets. And then there was like a canoe ticket in there, yeah. and you're like, I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, that's just to get through the moat that we had recently put in. Uh, it's, yeah. We don't gotcha. quite have the drawbridge up yet. It's to keep the Black Knight at bay. <laughs> thought you were going somewhere else with that. That's all right, though. We can roll with it. So, gentlemen, how was your day going? <laughs> oh, today's great. I almost choked on my water there, so that's why I was. I paused a little bit. To be honest, I like I, this is Brad talking. Um, I'm a freelancer, so I work sort of all the time every day, especially with the show. Like when the show aired, we were like, okay, well, we're basically online all the time now because we have to be. Like we need to capitalize on the exposure and everything else. So I like couldn't even tell you what day it is. Uh, I like we were talking earlier. We thought it was Tuesday, but it's definitely not Tuesday today. This is the first time. This is Eric now. Sorry, this is the first time we've actually met as a group in quite in like what like what a week. Yeah. Probably. I thought you were gonna say the first time we met. So this, <laughs> this is the time. first time we've met. Oh, yeah, yeah. this is the first time we've ever met in person. So <laughs> you guys are here on a momentous occasion. <laughs> well, you're welcome for that. We do what we can to, to get you guys together, and uh, hope you uh, enjoy it. So now that you guys just kind of brought it up already, uh, why don't we just dive right into the NBC stuff? Like, how did that come about for you guys? And how, like, how did that actually happen? Did they come to Chicago, et cetera, et cetera? Well, with the show, the NBC show, correct? Yeah. So there was a there was an audition process for sure, and then we joined the casting process sort of late in the game and found out that we were sort of potentially going to LA. And we got really excited and then had to get everything ready all at once. And so we were all working, like Brad said, we all have jobs and are also performers. And Chucho is a working actor. He works more than me. I'm also an actor, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a less working well, actor. I have a better face. Well, it's on my resume as a less working actor. Uh, so we, we just, we got everything ready last minute. We had our friend who's a stylist get together and help us decide what to wear and all those things that need to happen when you find out you might be going on TV. And we got it all together and we got lucky enough to get flown out to, to shoot it, which we we ultimately didn't even know until, honestly, like, what, two days, a day before. Yeah, we didn't was, get our yeah. tickets until a day before. Yeah, they told us it would probably be, like, a Thursday, and then it was Tuesday, and we are all like, um, we still haven't heard if it's final. They were, like, <laughs> waiting we, on background checks. Yeah, and we had done all sorts of paperwork and background check stuff and, like, you know, gotten cleared and scrubbed all of our Facebooks so that we wouldn't be despicable <laughs> for all the various people who might see us. And so we're like, well, we hope at this point that we're going to go, but we really didn't know until the very last second, which was thrilling, to say the least. Well, that's very cool. So, like, with that process of you guys finding out very last second, like, you guys just said you have normal jobs, too. Like, was it easy for you guys to be like, hey, we're piecing out for a couple days? Yeah, I mean, we're all – the nice thing is we all work as sort of what we what we do in the group. Like, Eric is, does all of our video, and I make all of our music, and then Chucho is the pretty face in the group. <laughs> so we all, like, do that thing outside. Like, I run a studio that's my own studio, so I was really easy to get off because I'm – it was just me. Um, yeah. And so we kind of just we ramshackled it together last minute, and well, in terms of in terms of how long we've been communicating with them, it had been a while. Yeah, it had been we, like almost. We a hadn't while. gotten like the final confirmation that we were flying out to LA until we didn't literally get our plane tickets until like the day before. Ah, oh, son of a! What happened, Dave? They uh got disconnected. Someone hung up. I bet when they were passing the phone around, they hung up. <laughs> Still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Oh. Well, just like I'm the we're pretty back. face of this. Group. Hey, we're back. I think a little uh, 
little hang up session where, happened there. We had a little recess. Yeah, yeah. We we were we were like getting annoyed at us talking about the show, so we hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you guys were just you know we don't like talking about us ourselves that much, so we yeah. wanted to put uh, an end to it. Ninety second limit for any interview, so we reached that. Get a hold of your lawyer. Out 80 seconds. Uh, we didn't tell you that we're in a state penitentiary, and you're going to have to call us back every few minutes. You know, we actually heard a spoiler alert that you guys were in some kind of jail, so that makes that makes tons of sense. Well, uh, consider the alert spoiled. But what, where did we lose you so we can catch you back up? Basically, you guys found out uh, very last second about your flight details going out to L.A. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, so pretty much it. Yeah, I was, I was saying that, like, we all, we all work as, like, our what we do in the group like eric makes our videos i make all of our music and chucho is our like smiling face actor so that way we like that's what we do as for a living so it's fairly easy to get off and we had been communicating with the with nbc for the last probably month we just didn't get our ticket to the last second so yeah we were able to get off work and things fine well that's sounds like from what i've been hearing from uh you know from some other people who try to get auditions and you know trying to get noticed that yeah it's a it's a hurry up and wait process uh you're waiting you're waiting and all of a sudden boom all right hurry up and go right now you know we need you this second but uh so you guys are are down there uh what's the scene like uh you know kind of where you're at down there you guys able to stay you know fairly busy able to find a lot of uh you know a lot of work down there or is um are you looking forward to this to really kind of propel you, um, you know, maybe into a different, I guess, level of, uh, what, what would Honestly, a little bit of both. Like, yeah. Chicago is, Chicago has such a cool and vast, like, small storefront scene uh, where we're able to play, like, comedy venues and also all the amazing, like, small bars and hip-hop venues and music venues and any little theater uh, so we've been able to, like, we've actually been super fortunate in that we've played a super busy ton, lately, yeah. yeah, we've been doing a ton of shows. Um, but then, obviously, with the show, too, we're, we've been able to sort of jump up to that next level of festivals. And, and we're going to Detroit in a couple weeks. We just got back from Washington, D.C. Uh, a couple, like, a year ago, we did uh, St. Louis. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's, that's definitely one of the things that the show will help with is getting getting that exposure and getting out to those new festivals. Honestly, coming up to Appleton, coming up to Milwaukee, coming up to Madison. And playing all the colleges. You know, quick question here. Uh, Mile of Music's actually coming up. Have you guys ever been in contact with any of those guys to get you guys up here? Because they are all about uh, fresh content, their own music kind of thing, not anyone doing a like a tribute band or anything. Have you guys been in touch with, uh, with any of those guys? With who? Uh, Corey Chisel is the one who runs Mile of Music up here. And they uh, they oh. consistently look for uh, independent artists. I'm not saying that's what, exactly what you are, sure. but they do look for all, all that Appleton? kind of talent. Yeah, up here in Appleton, yeah. Nice. Yeah, honestly, the, we, we shot a video in Green Bay, and then we shot a video in Appleton, because um, like, I have family there, obviously. Um, but we've never, yeah, we've never actually done Madison. shows. Madison is the closest we've yeah, done. We would love, we would love that contact. That'd be amazing. We're always looking to expand. We do all of everything ourselves. Yeah. You know, we don't have... Like we had a we had a college agent for quite a while, but we are currently unwrapped, and we do all of every administrative task ourselves as well. So, like by all means, let's have a chat afterwards so we can get that contact. That would be awesome. Thank Absolutely, you so I would be willing to do just about anything to get you guys up here because if I have to go oh, down man. to Mile of Music and see one more beatnik with a guitar, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to lose it. I, I need something else. Uh, I, we'll I need you guys up here. We yeah. will incorporate it. That's amazing. Thank you so much, man. That would be awesome. We would and we would be thrilled by that. 
Awesome. Yeah, to kind of, and I'm not really trying to bury my own music because there's a lot of great talent that comes up. But I swear, when we go, it must be just our, our worst timing because there will be some artist uh, playing something like you just got out of a funeral. And it's just like, what? <laughs> Because there's so That's much not what talent. You want to hear though on a night of drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, last year was a band that had a guy in a hot dog costume. Another one was dressed as a Power Ranger. They were singing songs about solar panels and oh, stuff like that. And Excel spreads. Well, yeah, Excel well, spreadsheets. We, and I well, guess they have, have like kind of a cult following too. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? I said we do have a song where we're uh, in a music video where we're fully dressed as cats. Oh, well, fantastic! Uh, that's no metaphor that's to it. nothing it's just new. About being a cat. <laughs> How do you guys keep all the single ladies off you in a video like that? That's what I want to know. Them crazy cat ladies—they'd be all over it. It's surprisingly easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I think they're being modest, fellas. <laughs> now I kind of want to—I kind of want to rewind us here a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Chucho and I do the most talking and sort of try to get the most attention, but typically it's Brad who yeah. uh, the ladies are interested. They <laughs> love the sweet musical director, He's a Brad. Sweet, adorable baby boy. Oh, you know, Eric and I came into this like, yeah, we're we're large, we're handsome guys, man. we're going to get all this attention. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to take it back here a little bit now because I know we kind of jumped right into your guys' uh, NBC stuff. So can you guys kind of take us back to how you all got started and found each other? Yeah, so um, I moved to Chucho. I moved to Chicago uh, specifically to get involved with Second City, and so I would be up there writing all day and stuff when I was a young comedian. And uh, Eric, who was primarily a stand-up at that time, was also taking classes at Second City. So we just kind of randomly met in the hallway, and he was doing a um, some YouTube videos at the time that uh, he just wanted me to come in and be a part of, and we uh, completely like clicked. And so we started writing like a two person sketch show and he came in with one like complete rap song where he like wrote my verse and everything. He wrote the whole song and I was like, Oh, well, you know, I, yeah, I was a poet and I rapped too. Uh, so we found Brad who was, uh, uh, who was a musical director at a, a theater that Eric was hosting an open mic at. And, uh, we, Brad had never made a rap beat before. And so we just kind of learned together. Uh, and that's why we love keeping all of our music online because we feel it's it's really cool that you can see our progression from when we started eight years ago to now. We don't want to hide the fact that we're much better now than we were then. We're like, <laughs> no, look where we started and look where we're at. Like we've come a long way. Our old stuff is bad. No, <laughs> that was Brad. Eric. No, our old stuff is really funny. It was actually it's very comedy forward because that was sort of where we we leaned into it from the from a writer's angle. A lot of our Early songs were like my failed stand-up premises that I would pitch to, <laughs> that I would pitch to Tucho, and he, and we'd be like, well, that's basically a song. And then you know, at the time, Brad Brad's influences were more musical theater, and so we kind of the, the early stuff isn't by any means bad. It's, it's just a lot less hip hop. It's a lot more like a straight musical sketch that's sort of to a hip hop beat. And yeah, we, the, over the years, have become a lot more like a funny musical group. Yeah, the way we kind of differentiate ourselves is. Um, like, like we think that like Lonely Island starts from uh, making a, a joke into a song, and as we progress, we would rather make a good song that ends up being funny. Okay, because like I was thinking as you're talking about that, that uh, <laughs> were you guys figuring that if uh, the joke didn't work on stage, maybe add music to it, then it'd work. 
Always, yeah. Music can make terrible jokes uh, much better. <laughs> so then when you started out doing this, uh, like, how was the heckling for it? Like, and then how did you deal with hecklers? For you guys well, to stand since, up. Uh, well, since well, uh, I'm 6'2", 220, and I'm the small guy in the group, I don't think there has ever been much hecklers for us. <laughs> we, would get the, we, we got a lot of strange looks over the years, but the thing that we pride ourselves on is kind of winning people over, and the thing that we usually, uh, I think we all kind of, we all look for when we're on stage is like to see that people, those people who gave you the weird look in the early part of the show, sort of nodding their head, even begrudgingly by the end. And so that's sort of the, that's usually the goal of, yeah, of the hands of making. We've show. done, we've done clean shows for middle school age students all the way up to a in show. The Bible Belt. Yeah. In the Bible Belt all the way up to like, uh, we had a show that the, the crowd was surprisingly in their 60s and 70s mostly and uh so we can we have enough music that we can cater our sets to either and we found a lot of success in that wide age range which is a surprise to us well that's what i always heard about like any like i did a audition once a long time ago and she said if you'd want to be a stand-up comedian you have to have you know five minutes of clean five minutes of like sophomoric humor and then maybe five minutes of dirty so like you guys came and prepared yeah. to where whichever situation you're going to get put into you're going to benefit from because you yeah, already have sure. that ready to go you can't say well we're going to take the song we got to take out all the swear words quick before we go up on stage <laughs> yeah so with music today how like who are some of your guys's influences and you know like uh is it lonely island or did you guys like have like a all the way back to the Beatles and still kind of find melodies from those guys and you know try to do something with your guys' uh, style. I I, I think it, it's like it it has it, kind of shifted over time a little bit. I I I don't think we were necessarily directly influenced by any of the other comedy groups uh, because we're more focused on like trying to make good music. So. Uh, originally, I think we uh, were mostly influenced by our era of hip-hop, which is, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, like that range. Like, all of us are really huge OutKast fans. Um, uh, so, so it, like, any of, any of those kind of stylistic things we had. But uh, Brad, having his musical theater background, we've sampled anything from Andrew Lloyd Webber to... Uh, to, I don't know. Yeah, Dave's all over Adele. Yeah, uh, Kanye. Like so, we've done uh, ourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we sampled ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, the Office. We've sampled a lot from The Office. Love it. Uh, although I will say, uh, um, to Chucho, this is Eric. To Chucho's point about us being more influenced by hip hop groups and then sort of letting our comedy, which is the way we see the world, sort of be the only thing we can write about. Uh, the other influence for me personally. Uh, it has always been Tenacious D, and we uh, we often their comedy group. Although they're great musically, that's someone who, uh, for sure, we have always sort of. That's another way we help describe ourselves to people who kind of don't understand what we're doing in an elevator pitch scenario. Is that we're kind of the hip hop version of Tenacious D. So that's that's uh, part of the reason that explanation exists is because that was one of my big influences as a comedian. And that's fantastic. I, that's a, actually a genius uh, way to do that elevator pitch. With, and now I'm going to kind of rewind back to your guys' stand-up. Is your guys' like who influenced you guys with uh, your guys' comedy then? For me, it's Bo Burnham. I know that's like a weird, a weird answer, but like that's a good one. He's. I found out recently that he's exactly my age. We we're born the same year, and so it's been <laughs> interesting to watch his specials again as like 
oh, well, what if I would have tried to write this at the same time? Um, and so, yeah, I, he's a big influence of mine. Or, like, way back to someone like Mitch Hedberg, I was a huge fan of, because I'm definitely a, a one-liner-and-out person. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the guy, you know, recently to be doing that, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for me, I like all of the, you know, uh, kind of popular uh, comics, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., Michael Richards. <laughs> <laughs> all the good ones, exactly. Yeah, all the, go- all the good ones. Those are, those are who I kind of follow in their All the ones have a big social debacle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a joke, but it's also kind of my brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not our brand, it's Tucho's brand. Yeah, yeah, me personally. So I'm assuming you follow OJ on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. I've sent him the so many letters. You're going to help him find that somewhere. killer once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad sent me a, a link because obviously we we told you guys we do pro wrestling, and uh, Brad sent me a link of uh, one of the songs, Trying, I believe it is, yeah. uh, where you guys did a pretty wild verse with a bunch of wrestlers. Yes, yeah, that was uh, me, Tucho, uh, that did that verse, uh, which is funny because the song, the concept of the song has nothing to do with wrestling or anything like that. It's just kind of, I, I don't know, I just thought of like one line and was just like, you know what, I want to do an homage to just like 80s and 90s wrestlers and just do as many metaphors as I can fit into one verse using that. And uh, yeah, so I went with it. And uh, honestly, when I came in to record it, I was like, hey guys, tell me if this is wrong and I'll write something different, but it's just my first idea. And they're like, no, that's great. Yeah. I must say you did a really good, uh, really, really good job. Not only did you name the wrestlers, but then you started naming their, uh, uh, some of their sayings and some of their finishing moves too. So that was genius. I thought. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, can you repeat that? I don't think Eric was listening when you called me a genius. <laughs> you would be the genius, and uh, I definitely think a pay raise might be in order. I mean, I don't know who's who's in charge of doing payroll, but at least ten percent, maybe fifteen. Oh, so I what I've taken from this interview is I'm the pretty face and the genius. I think I'm going solo now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you could be like uh, oh, what the heck's his name the the drummer from Genesis. Uh, I only know Phil Collins. Held. Yeah, Phil Collins. Just these guys are holding you back. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's the lead singer. <laughs> oh, whatever. He was the drummer, I think. Yeah, I will absolutely start referring to myself as the Phil Collins. We're, all, we're holding the back end as front. Well, Andrew feels the same way about Quinn and I. Yeah. That's true. These are the anchors just keeping me down. <laughs> yeah. So now that you guys have uh, been on NBC, have you guys uh, in the last week or so uh, seen any kind of increase for you guys? Like, what 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 has happened since the show? No, we went down actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, primarily what happened? You've been is getting more I, thumbs down. <laughs> I, I've surprisingly gotten contacted by almost every single one of my ex girlfriends oh, last yeah. week. Oh yeah. yeah, a bunch of girls from high school who. <laughs> Who had crushes on me have told me about it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and we've gotten a handful of new Twitter followers. Uh, <laughs> no, but we, we actually have we've seen quite a big upturn. Uh, our most recent video is already at 40,000 views on Facebook, and we released it on what day did we release it? Thursday. Thursday. So that's Damn. exciting. You know what nice. I mean? That's, that's, a, that's a level of exposure we've always hoped for. So we're hoping to keep that moving and keep making new fans. That's fantastic for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so with... 
What are some of your guys' next steps now uh, that, or I shouldn't even say next steps. What are your guys' goals now from this point? Um, we're uh, really touring more is kind of uh, big on us, uh, on, on our to-do list right now, getting back into the college market because um, we got out of it about two years ago. So we're working on getting back into that and just being able to use this credit as a platform in order to uh, book us those bigger venues across the country because we already have a base in Chicago so we can kind of play most venues here. But in, in other cities, they were still like, oh, what do you do? Who are you? Like, handsome yeah, naked and giraffe? Uh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so you Using this is a, a way to kind of uh, make that process a lot easier for us. Uh, so we really want to get a, a tour and getting into some of the bigger music festivals next summer is also a big goal. Yeah, we also uh, shot a pilot, a comedy pilot that we're working on finishing, which is a big, huge goal of ours is to get some kind of TV product sold Absolutely. or marketed somewhere on the Internet or on TV or on cable or what have you. And uh, we're also going to be making a whole bunch of new music and a whole bunch of new music videos. Always, but man. that's going to be t- that's just that's business as usual. Right? Hey, make it LLC, right. <laughs> <laughs> A little rhyme there. So I got to ask. You, you well, hang on, Dave. That, I want right? to. I just want to jump in here real quick, Dave. I just want to say that you know, with all the avenues that you guys are pursuing, you know, you definitely want to strike when the iron is hot and that sort of thing. And, you know, with with all the different content providers that are out there, I mean, I watch and see the stuff that's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, whatever. Uh, Let's be honest. There's a lot of shit out there. So I I don't see why you guys would have any problem getting hooked up with like a couple episode run at something because, you know, the amount of of content that has to be filled now is just incredible. And that that doesn't even take into account things like YouTube and Patreon and everything else. Oh, for sure. I definitely think we're at a place now, which is it hasn't always been the case, but we're at a place now where we look at Netflix and YouTube and all the different things you're talking about and feel like, yeah, we're there. It's just a matter of finding the right people to get us there in terms of like, the exposure. It's not that our content isn't good enough. We're definitely funny enough. We're definitely yeah. good enough. The, the just, biggest problem with things like that is the, the suits try to control the, the comedian's content. So yep, getting a, a suit that's yeah. willing to not ruin what we want and, to do. Yeah, and, and as a way to get around that, we end up doing literally all of the production work ourselves, yeah. which is what we did for our first pilot, which was just it was we, we got it done but boy it was a little it was a little more work than than we we planned on it having but yeah that's something we're we're very proud of the fact that we make all of our music ourselves shoot and edit all of the music videos ourselves like do all, all the press, social media all the social press, media yeah. everything is us three doing it but if we got to a point where somebody could take some of that work off we our hands love we would not oh, man, <laughs> that's the goal that's the ultimate goal <laughs> Just show up and do the work. Just be lazy. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting yep. parallel, isn't it? I mean, whether it's, you know, what you guys are doing or, you know, let's say uh, an actor or just a stand-up comedian or just a musician or even just a pro wrestler, it's funny how, you know, you do what you do to get noticed, to get the attention, and then all of a sudden people want to start changing you and, and doing things differently and saying, Oh, you got to do this for TV or this for, you know, uh, to get into the big clubs or whatever it might be. And it's like, right. man, I know what I'm doing. Like 
I've got a track record of, of success and things that got me here for a reason. So I can imagine it must be frustrating, like you were talking about, about trying to get through the gatekeepers, trying to, to knock down the door to be able to get your stuff out there. Um, and again, that's a common theme we've heard with a lot of our guests, uh, you know, trying to just kind of break through that glass ceiling. Yeah, it is. But also you have to have the understanding to know that it'll never stop. Like you look at like um, uh, anyone from Dimitri Martin to Chappelle, like all leaving their Comedy Central shows, uh, basically because the the producers tried controlling their content. So even the biggest names in the world that have their TV product already are still trying to be controlled. So it's it's finding that balance and finding like out what you're not willing to sacrifice and what you are, uh, but it'll always be there. And yeah. I think that what's, what's, what's really nice about today is that we have the internet and we have like the ability to put our content out there and not have to worry about, like we can do it, like we say, we do it ourselves. Like we're able to, we're not signed to a label. We're not, we don't have that where someone is telling us what we can create. We can do whatever we want and put out our new album and whatever. Yeah, that's that, that's just fantastic to have that kind of freedom and, and to not be, you know, pigeonholed and, and that sort of thing. So I, that, yeah, that's even great with to this, hear, fellas. Yeah, even with this new album, um, when we first uh, got into this uh, Bring the Funny show was February, March-ish, and at that time, we didn't have plans on putting out an album, but we're like, oh, if we're going to capitalize on this uh, fully, we need to have a product that once all these new viewers seeing us, uh, that we'll have something new. So in the following few months, we put together this entire album. Uh, some of the songs we had already had uh, put out as singles. Yeah, and everything. about half of them were the singles we had been making one oh, song wow. a month over the last eight or nine months and so then we decided to supplement that with a whole bunch of new songs yeah. to make. but oh, you know if we were crazy. on a label or something like that they would have told us no we're not going to put out an album in a few months yeah yeah that's a crazy time frame yeah. yeah there was a band i heard of recently that's what they did too they just started their own label so that way he would have full creative control over every content and then even when people would buy yeah. the album or buy it online all the funds went to him and his band instead of to you know all the way from the CEO all the way down. Right. Yeah, it's basically what we are too. Like we we have an LLC. Yeah, we, we actually are Anthem Naked LLC. That's the <laughs> part joke, part truth. Love it. <laughs> what do you guys think is some of the hardest stuff for you guys? Uh, what are some of the hardest parts for uh, uh, like the studio recording and stuff? What do you guys uh, consider to be like some of the biggest drags? Because there's some stuff in pro wrestling that it's just kind of like, ugh, got to do that. <laughs> Well, this is Eric. Getting Chucho to sound kind of the way I need him to, uh, <laughs> and getting him to be funny and getting him to be appealing is pretty hard. Uh, but, but he usually does all right. He usually comes up. <laughs> Subpar. Uh, and I would say getting Eric uh, to do less puns and dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> Does he wear the white uh, leather New Balance shoes by any chance? This is just a running oh, uh, yeah. theme we had. Oh, yeah, definitely. Perfect. No, nothing but the New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, I would say nothing in the studio is difficult. That's when we're in our element. That's when we're having fun. It's all of the other stuff, like... Uh, creating emails for uh, to send out to all the comedy clubs and, you know, updating all of our social medias and keeping our, like, that's all the, the clerical stuff is the issue. But the creation, like, that's that's nothing. That's that's what we want to do. Yeah, and I was like, even with this last album, it's, I mean, I guess it's like, how? How the air's punching me? This isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> this is, honestly, we're not that different from a pro wrestling group in the fact that it's 
three like giant six plus six foot plus guys who all like are fairly athletic. We're all like like, like Chucho played college basketball. Eric like could play sports. I played. <laughs> I played. I played. I played D one college women's basketball. <laughs> all American, I bet too. Yeah, I played D one college women's but basketball. But like we we're not that unlike like wrestling in the sense that it's just. I never know when I'm gonna just get hit or get pushed or like like just get jabbed or like I'll just get checked into the boards, you know? Because that's, that's what happens. Yeah, I, I, I typically am the rough one. I roughhouse a lot, so they tend to deal with that all the time. <laughs> so I, so as you, the youngest member of our group, I have to dad all the time. Like, I, dad. I'm the one dad for sure. I make sure we're on time and we we show up and we do the spreadsheets and stuff. And so usually, like Eric earlier was pushing the button on my chair to make it sink as I was trying to write an email. So I kept having to care of. It was the most annoying. It's my favorite thing in the world. Doesn't matter. Eric's the child, and I'm that weird uncle. You don't know why he's always around. Well, you always got a rib. That's what what makes it the most fun is always just ripping on each other and doing stuff to annoy him just to get yourself to laugh sometimes to get through the the day. Exactly. It's what makes it not work, and what ma- like, it is our work, and it is our job, but it is also not work. Yes, totally agree. You do what you love, you'll never work a day oh, ever in, in your whole life. That's oh, come on, Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. So I meant to ask you this question. I totally forgot. It did like We're after the, sh- the hallmark now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> writing love letters. Did yeah. uh, yeah, did back- money in that. Did backstage, uh, did like Jeff Foxworthy or Keenan uh, come up to you guys and you know talk to you a little bit or anything like that to give you no, advice? It was, uh, one of the big things that the the producers that bring the funny had was that they wanted to keep the contestants very separate from the judges and the host. They didn't want us interacting at all uh, with them because they didn't want like any uh, friendship to be formed and then it to appear as that you know afterwards it would be favoritism or anything like that so we couldn't talk to them gotcha but hey at least you guys got to shake your asses in front of their face right oh yeah and uh he was not aware i was going to do that oh no you yeah, could totally the, tell the judges were not briefed on what we were going to do nope you could totally uh, see the I shock told- in jeff's face <laughs> yeah well what they, they did cut out the about like one or two bars of like when I first put my ass in his face, uh, he was not as thrilled as the cut they made it seem. Uh, he got there where he was happy, but at first he was not into it. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> so we also but thanks to that for now a gif and a meme. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's sweet. So now you guys are going to be floating all over Twitter. Right? Yeah. If you search "bring the funny" on your Jeff keyboard, we pop up, which is crazy. Yep. They're going to be like, who are those assholes with Jeff Foxworthy? (laughs) (laughs) So we also do a segment on here that is called Pet Peeves, because everyone's got them. So what are some of your guys' pet peeves? I I got one. You want me to start? Let her rip. All right. All right. This is me. This is Eric. Uh, (laughs) My biggest pet peeve probably in the whole world is people who jog in place when they're waiting for the light to change on the corner. We get it, dipshit. You're in good shape. You're keeping your heart rate up. And that extra 20 seconds jogging in place is not doing anything for you. I don't care how hard you want to convince me how many marathons you run. You just look like an uppity asshole. And I would say my biggest pet peeve 
is people talking trash about me jogging, waiting to cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Chicago is pretty big, so I can only imagine how many people you are seeing that. Hey, at least they're not totally running in the roads like up here where we have all these awesome sidewalks and trails, and they just decide uh-huh. to run down the road and take life head on with a car. Yeah, like with a black dog and no reflective clothing. At night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, I also really hate when people overuse finger quotes. That's a big pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Shit, I've been using them the whole podcast so far. Sorry. You can they- use, but you can also abuse. So let's keep that in mind, everybody. Um, well, the best part was you weren't I able really to see I really dislike when people sag their skinny jeans. It's like one or the other. I'm fine with sagging. I'm fine with skinny jeans. Don't mix the two. I, do, uh, I don't know how dudes wear skinny jeans, man. I just don't get it. I, you guys are like batting a thousand now for your pet peeves as far as like shit I agree with. I'm, I'm sitting back here in just an amazement of like, yes, finally somebody gets it. Love it. <laughs> We're all one finally. <laughs> There we go. We got a nice six-man group here right now. Yeah, for sure. With us, you'll be on CBS in no time. Heck yeah. That'll bring up our old people viewership. There we go. That's where all the dad jokes will come in handy. Well, all right, gentlemen. We understand that you guys are completely, insanely busy, so we're going to let you go. Uh, before we let you go, though, where can everyone find you on your social media, and what upcoming events do you guys have? Uh, yeah, so honestly, the best way to find us is at Handsome Naked anywhere. Obviously, handsome like we are, naked like we're not. Um, hey, but hey, real on quick. On Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you can just search Handsome Naked or add Handsome Naked. And then on YouTube, you can find our stuff. But, yeah, I would say the biggest one for me is our Spotify. Like, go, I'm our music guy, so go listen to our Spotify. Yep. But, yeah, all of those. Also, yeah, yep, that's it. Nope. We, just, <laughs> we, we, did, just, we, we did just put out a new album uh, like a week and a half ago. It debuted number two on the iTunes comedy yeah, chart. that's what I was going to say. So that was, that was really cool. We've never been on the iTunes comedy chart before. Uh, and then we did just drop a music video on Thursday with another competitor from Bring the Funny. Uh, so, yeah, check, check all that out. Right. You know, I will say, guys, i got to ask this before we let you go. Who came up with the group name? Because when you do a Google search on that, shit gets a little weird. Oh, yeah. But Dave yeah, enjoys well, it. Yeah, well, not as bad as you do. You mean shit gets pornographic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, well, so, Tutor, you want to tell the story? Okay, great. So, yeah, when Eric and I were putting together that two-person sketch group I was talking about earlier, uh, we were just like, hey, let's come in to our next rehearsal with uh, as many names as we can come up with. So we probably had about 100 different names that we had come up with. And then as we're uh, whittling it down, Handsome Naked was maybe fifth or sixth on my list, but Eric hated everything that I had before it, so it was the first (laughs) name that we could agree on. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so we were very happy because at first when uh, we started – like it was a lot of very inappropriate porn uh, that was came up when we started handsome naked, uh, like Asian child porn. It was very weird. So we're saving. So handsome naked, we're saving Asian children. They stop getting views. That's awesome. All right, gentlemen, we appreciate you coming on the pod. We're gonna let you go because we know you're busy. You guys, hopefully we get you back on and hopefully in person next time because I think it'd be awesome to get us all together. 
Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Come up and do a show. Absolutely. Our number one goal, I'm putting Dave on it right now. We are going to get you guys up here for the mile of music. I'm tired of this nonsense. I want to be entertained by God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. We will gladly come, and we will eat more curds than you can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen, hang on the line. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Handsome Naked. Check them out soon. You heard them about their social media and all that jazz that they just said. Ladies and gentlemen, Handsome Naked. Ladies and gentlemen, again, that was the Handsome Naked. What a bunch of great guys. They're funny too, so everyone, seriously, check them out on every bit of their social media. That was a great interview, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, they're fantastic, and I, I can't wait to get them up here because uh, I just can't handle any more and, hipsters. And there. seriously, good call from you to be like, we should use our resources to get them up here. So we're going to exactly. have to... I mean, I don't know Pull if the, the old bad medicine stroke. I don't know if the listeners know, but uh, we're a pretty big deal around here, and uh, we're <laughs> oh, the big it. we're the big wheel that turns the Fox Valley. <laughs> uh, phenomenal! Oh, Andrew, you got something to say? I think it's uh, everybody's favorite time of the week. Is it not, Quinn? What time is that, Andrew? Is it time to break out the answer scale? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to five answers, Andrew, how would you rate your fourth lining kugels you've had on a Monday? <laughs> Four and a half answers, because it can always it can always get better. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, it can all, Yep, it can always have more alcohol content. I mean, it's no Jim Beam, but it's it's but not. it's nice, cool, and refreshing on a nice Monday after a hard day's work. Hards days. Hards. <laughs> Hard days work. He's had four it's beers, been a hot. He's had four beers, Dave. Give him a break. I was just trying to make sure I heard him right. Made sure. Make sure. Now I can't even talk and I need oh, to have yeah, a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep drinking like that. You're going to have to contact Ian Gager at Northwestern <laughs> Financial for all your investment needs because you don't want to drink it all away like the Usos might be doing. No. (laughs) Will they face any ramifications, Dave? I throw it to you. Because Vince has already stated that uh, they're what they do in their personal lives in that regard with alcohol Hmm. is not any of his concerns. See, you know, I was listening to a podcast and they, but they, um, they were talking about how when Vince came out with the XFL, he said anybody who's had a goddamn felony, who's been arrested, who's been in any kind of trouble, will not be in the XFL. So interesting how it's, you know, different rules for different organizations. Well, remember, he's playing politically to a whole different crowd with the XFL. You know, he doesn't like people sneezing, but getting DUIs, shouldn't he be like, control yourself? He should. He should. I don't know, man. I just in I, all serious though. In all seriousness, though, jokes aside, that's like his third one, and the the other guys had one for sure. The other brothers had one for sure. You're down in Florida. It's warm. A lot of people walk around. It's a touristy place. Are they going to have the same one line response when he kills somebody? Hey, man. Uh, I mean, it's it, just. If, I just can't believe they haven't done anything. Yet. If he, if he really does have, I know we joke, but if he does have a drinking problem, hopefully, you know, they get it figured out. I know WWE does all those programs, right? So if well, this is an issue, that's what I can't figure out because they're playing the the card right now, like we were talking about with the Appleton Oak a couple weeks ago, about how they're a worldwide company who has to act like a lot of big time companies, whether it's nike or under armor or whoever you know they got to do the corporate thing it's just surprising to me 
that they're able to just kind of let that slide and go underneath the radar. And I just wonder if it's because regardless of how big they get, people look at it and say, ah, that's just that wrestling shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. Being because they're well-known people, so who knows if they get any kind of specialty treatment or not. Uh, you know, know, instead of pounding the booze, he should have been having a Martinez cigar featuring the Beer City Bruiser. Always a great way to polish off your evening, and you don't have to worry about getting a Dewey while you're doing it. Fantastic. For time. our money, the Martinez cigars are the finest cigars. Believe. <laughs> there are maybe some new should-be sponsors. Oh, really? I think so, Quinn. <laughs> okay, we won't keep him in suspense any longer. <laughs> you know, there's, um, you know, we're all homeowners here, and uh, well, some of us have larger uh, estates than others. Not to uh, brag or toot my own horn by any means, but <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot, toot. But uh, you know, when you're going to do your. Uh, <laughs> When you're going to do your work on a Saturday and you need that specialty tool or you need that piece of lumber, you have a lot of choices and you have a lot of options. Now, are you going to go to the hardware store that struts around your neighborhood with its nose up in the air thinking its shit doesn't stink? Or are you going to go where the common man shops and the common man gets the tools and equipment that he needs to get the job done and he doesn't have to spend his entire paycheck doing it? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about Harbor Freight Tools. For my money, the best place to go to get the tools you need to get the job done right. There's no need to go out there and spend half your paycheck on a socket wrench set. You can just go out there and get what you need, get it done, then it goes right back in the toolbox. Now, if you're a mechanic who's making his living with his tools and his hands, then I might suggest you maybe go another direction and get something, you know, a little bit more on the on the higher end. But for the common man who's just wants to get the job done, I highly recommend Harbor Freight Tools. Guess what other time it is, Dave? It's time to get the Harbor Freight shovel out. And to do a little bit of burying here on the Bad Ooh. Medicine Podcast. Who do, you got? Who do you got? This is a company that I have hated for probably the last 15 years. And thank you, Andrew. It's like clarification on that. And I, for the life of me, I can't understand how they stay in business to their popularity. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Papa John's Pizza. For your hard-earned money to go to a garbage pizza place like that. I don't know how many pounds of sugar they put in the sauce on each pizza, but by God, that has to be some of the worst-tasting pizza I have ever had in my life. I said it so hard, I just spit all over Andrew. Well, he deserved it from the last one. That's true. He did have a good one last time. So... Folks, you heard it here on the Bad Medicine Podcast. If you go into a Papa John's, use the Bad Medicine code word, fuck you, to get 0% off your Papa John's pizza. You know, I almost had a heart attack the other day. I love Papa Murphy's. I go there, and about a month ago, I went to my usual uh, you know, restaurant there to, to get it, and it was gone. It wasn't there. I forget what it was replaced with. Maybe it was a replaced with a Martinez cigar shop. I don't know. But... Uh, I was terrified. I had all these coupons for uh, for Papa Murphy's. I thought, where did they go? Where did they go? 
Well, here, oh, thank goodness. They only moved like a half block down the road. <laughs> and I just I didn't see them. It was a new building. They expanded because they're kicking so much ass. So instead of going to Papa John's and getting a subpar cardboard tasting garbage pizza, you take your money. Go to Papa Murphy's. Bake it yourself. The woman will be impressed. By God, if you don't get the second base just with that pizza alone, you're doing something wrong. It's not meant to be. There goes Peyton Manning ever being on our podcast. <laughs> he doesn't care. Ah, uh, we have some protection issues. <laughs> we don't need him. Do you want me to keep rolling on the I uh, thought you sponsors, had one more. Dave? I thought you had one more. Did we? Have, oh, what was it? That's right. And, <laughs> folks, I want to get serious here for a minute on the podcast, Setting if I could. Tone. I know we do a lot of a lot of funny stuff, we think anyway, on the podcast and you know, try to kind of help your work day get through as you're sitting in your cubicle just looking at your boss thinking, you know, if this was the apocalypse, you wouldn't make it five minutes. So we try to brighten your day. We like to talk about our newest should-be sponsor on the Bad Medicine Podcast, Dollar General. <laughs> Got to make sure I get it right. That's right, folks. Dollar General. Are you sick of throwing your hard-earned money away on when you got to go in there to get birthday cards or maybe a last-second inflatable toy? It's beach season. You want to go and get an inner tube for the beach? Go to Dollar General. They got them cheap, and they're every bit as good for my money. I think they also have the vegetable medley, don't they, Dave? I'm not so sure about the vegetable medley, but uh, maybe we could ask Chris next that, time we see him. That is a common theme. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a common theme, but it is something we have talked about before on the podcast. Yeah, the dollar, for dollar, dollar Tree, I believe, had the... Oh, the fuck new- them. They let us down. <laughs> We're done with them. I got Ira suing them. <laughs> hey, what That's was that? right, folks. If you need a lawyer in the Fox Valley, you call Ira Nussbaum. You wouldn't believe what he's gotten us out of. Very, very fair rates. Saul Goodman ain't got nothing on this guy. Saul Good, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd also like to just run through our friends of the podcast that we try to hit every week. I'm going to run through them here real fast because you've Quick been hits. listening since day one. You know who they You know. You know them. You know them like Andrew knows Kevin Nash, <laughs> by God. JR's Barbecue Sauce, ODB's Meat Truck in the Twin Cities, the Academy School of Pro Wrestling in Minneapolis, Minnesota by Mr. Ken Anderson, and Martinez Cigars. And lastly, but not leastly, folks, you don't want to work your entire life. I tell you this every week. Be smart. Get out of debt. Save your money. See Ian Gager at Northwestern Mutual for all your financial needs. He will put you on the right path. I don't care if you make $10 an hour or if you make $100,000 a year. He is the man to see to get you on the right path to success, and I guarantee you, you do not want to work away your entire life. Woo! That's all I got for this week, guys. And Andrew Andrew is a free man, ladies. He's single. Hit him up on all of his social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't get shy now. Pinterest, Tumblr. Mm -hmm. What other social media apps? WhatsApp. uh, We got Snapchat. He's very active. Yep. Just look for the, the answer, Andrew. And uh, I oh, guess Grinder, you're on Grinder too. Oh, that was the other one. Grinder. He's on Tinder. He's on 
whatever dating app there is out there, Bumble, Beastie, whatever it's called. Or uh, just look for him in the bar. He'll be the guy getting a little grabby <laughs> as he's being thrown out he's by the, big, the He's the super tall guy with the bald head. Oh, he's at least six foot six, ladies. Uh, he hits all the sixes, if you know what I mean. Six feet tall, six figures. I don't need to go on, do I? You know what I'm talking about. His shoe size. Ladies and gentlemen. Take us home, answer. Well, that was just great introduction right there. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, once again, thank you to Handsome Naked for being absolutely... Joey did not like anything we just said about you. No, Thanks, Joey. I'll talk to you about that raise. Probably not. Uh, Let's go to Ira. (laughs) Again, thank you to Handsome Naked for coming on the podcast today. For Diamond Dave Damone, Mason Quinn, The Answer, Andrew, thank you once again, and good night. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!